Yo, what's good? Welcome to another episode of Fun With Dumb. Today I'm joined by a longtime friend, and uh, I know a lot of old followers are going to love this, you know, reunion right here. Um, First time Caucasian guest, I the, learned. I, he is, well, second Caucasian. The other Caucasian guest was joined by a, 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 you're like saying a group that, of different, like two black dudes and Asian guy. And but you were you're, saying that he's the first solo Caucasian that he, that guest. he was more urban, so he got the pass. Well, he's he was a, he's like a co a co um, producer of like the Boondocks yeah, and shit. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I've never uh, produced something. So that get, would get give your me the urban pass. cloud up. Yeah, get your yeah, urban yeah. cloud up. Right. But I'm joined here by um, you know uh, we've done many projects together. We did Knock Steady together. Um, you might have heard that name for a lot of the followers have been following us for years. Uh, he's also the founder and creator of the Kind of Neat Kind of Neat podcast. And you have a podcast yeah, on... Yeah, you said that with a hard F. <laughs> what, what, what did I say? You said Kind of Neat. <laughs> kind of neat, neat. Kind of Neat. Kind of Neat. And um, also the um, Skull Candy podcast. Is yeah, it called... It's, just, call, it's called You Feel Me. You Feel like, Me? With a question mark, You Feel Me? <laughs> That's a funny name yeah, for the I podcast, didn't, I didn't by name the way. It. I, yeah, okay. I didn't name it. It's, you, you Feel know. Me, Kind of Neat, and also rapper, former rapper, Intuition, still kind of rapper. Yeah, yeah. former's hard to say. Do you, do you wait when you do the podcast? Yeah. do you go by Lee or do you go by Intuition? Uh, on yeah, kind of neat. On on, on, on kind of uh, neat, I'll say what's up, everybody. Uh, this is it's Lee. Right, right. You, some of you might know me as Intuition. Oh, so you say both? Yeah, and so I kind and so I've kind of just like can't taken that as I can't let it go. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to let it go. No, it's, it's a long time that I was doing that, and so like to just fully give it up feels so weird. I I do that too because it's like. Yeah, dumbfounded is a funny name for like an older person, right? right so exactly. I'm like, and intuition is a very out of style rap name. It's like that's a very backpacker. There's no, name. I don't believe yeah. in that shit no more because there's all types yeah, of rap names. There's no in style or all, whatever. Yeah. Shit works. True. You know, logic works. You know, that's <laughs> a terrible rap name. I'm just saying, it's yeah. like that sounds like an older rap name, right? Coming up, like you know, yeah. back in the day or whatever. But it's like current, you know. Yeah. So, so but it, anyways, yeah. I'm joined by intuition, Lee Shaner. Hey, what's up? Yo. Hey, I like uh, to do that just to bring the energy. Uh, up. That, that felt great. Um, but yeah, I haven't I haven't caught up with you in a while. Um, I know, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, my life is uh, very even keel right now. That's good. I got a house. Got a girl. Got a dog. Did you like? Are you renting or you you bought a house? <coughs> no, I'm I'm renting. But okay. we. Uh, I have a rare property in LA that has no shared walls with any other uh, with any other property. We have a backyard and a front yard. That's it. Like it's a house, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Which yeah. is like crazy to that me. That is dope, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so and and it's private landowners, so it's yeah. not like an LLC. So they're not going to be upping our rent every year. Right, so right, right. we're trying to stack dough to buy a house, hopefully. Because that's tight. Yeah, next year I'm gonna start working on kids. Like I'm an adult now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm like a wild. I'm like wildly adult. I think we're both adults. I'm an adult. I don't know that you're an adult. <laughs> I know that you're. I don't. Well, here's the, okay. How about this? I'm I'm an I'm a grown up. Yeah. Well, I you're mean, an adult by to age. me. You've always been kind of like an older brother to me yeah i know? am i'm like five years older than you or something yeah but, 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 but in yeah. general i mean i don't care about the age yeah. thing but in general like i'd come to you or you'd give me advice and i, I you know to I, be fair i met you when you were like 17 probably. right right so right. you were like a kid you're a kid you know and i yeah. was like finishing up college and so yeah there's that dynamic kind of always remains where it's like when you just have something that you know that's going through stuff 
before you get there. Right. Then you can ask them like, what was this like when you were that age? Well, when, when, when do you think you start feeling like an adult? Cause you're saying I'm an adult now. Right. But like technically, two years ago, well, technically we should have been adults quite a while ago. Yeah, but. I, I, I thought I was an adult when I was like 25, but like, yeah. uh, you know, looking back now, that was like, I, I remember going through this quarter life crisis of like, man, I'm 25 now. I gotta get my shit together. Like yeah. I, I gotta like get my career in order. And this is when my parents were getting married and having kids. And now I look back like, damn, 25, I was a fucking child. Right. So right. I don't know. Th- that feeling never Same. goes away. My grandmother, she's 89. She says she looks in the mirror every day and goes like, what, how the fuck am I this old? Like, right, I don't, right. I don't feel that old. I feel like a kid. Yeah. So, you know, you never really feel like it. I think we're going to feel like that too. Right. I do. I do too. On paper, that said, on paper, I I have gone through a a maturity growth spurt over the last couple of years because I got engaged, um, settled down, quit smoking, quit drinking, um, you know, and just have a dog. That is a lot of things to to quit at once. I quit smoking before I quit drinking. But yeah, the drinking part, it was easy. You literally quit. Drinking, smoking, and bitches like all three. Oh, yeah, like, those are and those are my vices. You yeah, know I, mean? I mean yeah. that's a lot yeah. of people's vices. Yeah, for those sure. are the vices. Yeah. So, uh, but the the good thing is that uh, I mean I think the easier part for me was the drinking was the trigger for the other stuff. And oh, okay. you know what I mean. So it was like it's once true. I got rid of the alcohol, it was easier to get rid of the bitches as you would say I would say as of the beautiful women <laughs> Shut the fuck of up. these positive female oh, God. No, I'm just, I'm fucking no, with no 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 but uh, yeah. I, I I called you and you know yeah. I've, I've asked advice about this like quitting drinking yeah. you know because it is a huge vice for me yeah. you know I, I think a lot of even my fans might not even really know that about me it's not like I'm on camera drinking and stuff but I truly am a drinker like I'm a regular drinker and like it's one of the hardest things to quit yeah. for me personally so well, I mean, so I would say like, yeah, tell me. It was, the okay, advice. so here's like, the thing is like you you and I uh, approach drinking differently, I think. And I, it, for me, it was never like this um, crazy habit where I couldn't stop myself or like felt the need to always go out. It was just like when I went out and when I drank, I always woke up the next morning feeling like I need to apologize to somebody. Like mm. I fucked something up. I was an asshole to somebody. Were you, were you, like, were you reckless? I am a, I was a reckless drinker. Okay. I was also the type of drinker when I would get drunk, I would try to like text any girl that I thought would right. respond to my text. Right. Like I would, yeah, I'd be, you know, hitting on chicks, trying to yeah. just be an asshole at the bar, trying to push people, start fights, whatever. Like, uh, and so, yeah, it just made my life a lot less stressful to not do it anymore. Right, right. And it wasn't hard for me in that like, oh man, I miss drinking. Cause like truth be told, I never really loved drinking. Right, right, it was right. just like a thing, you know? Uh, it, and it was a thing that I've been doing since I was like 15. And so I was never like a crazy heavy drinker, but I never just drank a couple beers. I always drank to get fucked up. You right, know, right, like right. I would go out, I had that dual thing where I could go out and not have any beers, but as soon as I had one, I was going to have like, mm. you know, seven or eight right. and, and be wilding. And so, but you know, what's weird. It's like, you say like the whole texting thing, right? Yeah. Like I, I do the same. I, I did the same thing where I get yeah. drunk and then I, I just text like fucking 15 girls like and then it's weird like I'll drunk text girls when I'm not even in the same town as them right exactly what am I doing like that's exactly this isn't gonna go anywhere but but the weird thing is like I don't I get this I'm drinking the same amount I used to Mm. I don't do that anymore Mm. you know what I mean so I'm like is that really you're getting older them testosterone levels are lower I might just be a mature drunk perhaps you know what I mean like which is even scarier maybe that is true actually you know yeah when you're just kind of used to it and you know how to like navigate through it yeah i mean here's the thing 
I have a lot of friends that have, I'm not in AA or anything. I'm not like in the program. So my sobriety is just like self-induced and that's not usually the smartest way to go about it. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are in AA and a lot of friends that are recovering and um, they've told me like, oh, you know, you're what we call a dry drunk, right? So like a dry drunk meaning like, yeah, I don't drink anymore, but I I haven't done the therapy. I haven't done the work. I haven't done the steps to like, you know, process why I was that type of drunk. And so- it's, it's not the safest bet to do what I'm doing and not everybody like succeeds at that. That said, I, like, like I said, I, I don't really like, dr- I never really liked drinking. I never really like, yeah, yeah. um, I never really took you as like, I'm, I wasn't being around you. I don't, I, I don't remember like and, reckless drunk moments and, right, though. And, it, and that's because I've been trying to like not drink since I was like, I don't know, 24, 25. Like, yeah. I, I, so I, I, you know, the things where we're always trying to quit stuff, you and I are kind of the same in that way where it's always like, I'm going through a month where I'm trying to quit coffee right, 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 or right. like, okay, I'm going to put this rule on myself. Like I'm not going to have any beers for this many days or whatever. Right. Those are all talking to my AA friends. Those are like the signs of like alcoholism. Like when you're trying to make rules for yourself, right. You know, no hard liquor on a weekday or, uh, when I go out, I can only have two shots and then the rest is all beers. Those are, when you're making deals with yourself like that, that's yeah. a sign of alcoholism. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so right, like, right. even though I, I wasn't what anybody would have, um, or would have like said, oh, fucking Lee, he's like a drunk bastard. What a, what a, what an alcoholic motherfucker. I was always making those kind of rules with myself. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, you know, I just took that as like, it'll, life will be easier without booze. Right. You know? Right. So, I mean, yeah. So what, I mean, you don't go out often in general then. Anymore? No. Oh, well, I go out for work now. So like, uh, I travel a lot for work. And so, you know, my going out is like flying to New York, getting a fucking pizza, staying at a hotel and chilling. So are you a full, you're a full time podcaster. That's like this year. What you're doing. Like that's your main thing. Yeah. This year I became a full time podcaster. You do two podcasts, right? Yeah. Kind of neat is kind of on the back burner right now, just because um, the Skull Candy podcast is keeping me so busy that I I don't have time to schedule it as Mm -hmm. much. I don't have like a personal assistant or nothing. So, right, right. you know, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my time is just spent organizing like, getting my flights and going here and being here. And then each, each Skull Candy podcast is taking like five days of work because not only am I interviewing somebody, I'm like flying out, doing the work uh, the day of, and then shooting the show. Cause every podcast is tied in with a live performance. So I go and photograph the show mm. and photograph portraits of the artist and then go home and, process all the photos and do all the retouching that's also probably why got you as a host because you're like kind of all in one yeah i know how to do a lot of stuff yeah. and i found a i accidentally stumbled into a job where i like it to utilize all the not the weird knowledge that i've picked up over the years well, you're, you're, so. i mean the guests you guys get are is interesting too because you have nba players and, and yeah so that so they have they sponsor Kyrie. So that's why i interviewed Kyrie. because i don't know shit about yeah basketball. i saw that but that was crazy yeah, yeah it was cool um and yeah they do a lot of like I, i'm not curating that podcast you know so they have some guests on there that i I've never even heard of like I, I didn't know who King Tough was or now now like these yeah, kind of yeah. rock bands but you know it's cool to like branch out and listen to other stuff because I'm I'm like a rap dude through and through like I just love rap music are forever. they throwing you the guests like they're like this is who you're gonna interview this week yeah or, that's kind of cool though because I know how yeah. you curate a lot of your guests I, on all kinda my guests neat. so yeah. kind of neat kind of neat is like 
successful because of the curation right. demise. Right. Um, a lot of people don't even realize that there is a podcast with Kanye because I don't push the podcast. I push the videos, you yeah. know, and um, and and the podcasts are more just because like I love talking to people. And, and if you guys if you guys haven't seen it, go check out the Kind of Neat channel on YouTube. Yeah, and you're a top ten video on there. That's what's up. One one point two million or something. Yeah, still maybe? there. Yeah, still hanging on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I mean. The dope thing is, yeah, like you've had guests that literally it was some of their first like live performance videos yeah. and they went off to like become huge stars. Yeah. yeah. Caliucci's is a big is one. The one. Yep. Um, yeah, Caliucci's is a huge one. Ghostman is our biggest video. And even though he's not like um, crossover into like mainstream, he's one of the biggest underground that's acts. A, that's so crazy. Huge. It has some of the most views, right? Yeah. That's and crazy. Like, uh, <laughs> sorry, another big recent one is Kuko. Um, Kuko like blew the fuck up. Right. Uh, and, you know, we did it when he was you know his metrics were catching on but it wasn't as crazy as it is now you know what's your process like what is your process would you say is it just like artists you kind of stumble upon yeah or? a lot of it is stumbling upon I, I, people have asked me to try and explain my like internal algorithm I don't really know how to explain it it's a combination of like hearing the names enough times from like my friends or right. people that I trust right or seeing their names um, on the just seeing their names on Twitter but enough does times. it also feel like they're kind of on the verge of blowing always. up, you feel you feel yeah, that. Yeah, I you always like, feel that because once I see the name from like these real, so like I, I'm not like a verbs type or a speak type where like they hear stuff before anybody else is vouched for them. I'm I'm kind of more of a second and loudest type of right. person, so I hear about them from dudes like that, and then I go, okay, well I have this platform, let me let me give it to them. So after I start hearing it from these people that are like really the underground tastemakers. Uh, I, I, I listen to their shit and if it has a connection to me where I'm like, damn, this is legitimately great music right. or, or my fan, my following will like legitimately love this, then I'll put them on. And you know, a lot of times I really believe in somebody and the video doesn't do anything. And a lot of times, or sometimes I, uh, I'm kind of like, okay, th I don't get it, but like this seems to be popping and I'll put them on and it'll fucking be huge. You know right, I mean? right, so, right. I mean, the dope thing is, is like you, a lot of these artists that even blow up or whatnot, they yeah. love sharing still like those videos that they did with yeah. you. I think because it looks good. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. It's like when I do things or collaborate with people or whatnot and we take a picture and if I don't like the way it looks, like I don't want to share right, it. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Exactly, exactly. That's a huge thing. I always say that like, you know, we, we take pictures with guests and shit and I'm like, we got to make sure we take a good picture yeah. together because they're not going to want to share that shit right, when it comes out. You want to do a throwback Thursday in five years of like, oh, here's my did dumb's picture. Right, and right, right. Podcast, I mean, the picture got to be good. But yeah, I, I think... Um, kind of neat similar to what Knox City was for that year it's like it became uh, a stepping stone where people would look at it as like I'm at this point in my career where I should be doing kind of neat because right. it's like a it's like a milestone it's like a rite of passage you know what I mean that, for sure like really with Kuko who's like the second biggest video on the channel he was like when I hit him up right when I first heard of him I DM'd him and he's like oh yeah I love the channel like I, I've been waiting to do one of That's these dope. you know what I mean so it's come full circle where I've been doing it long enough to where now kids that are on are like yeah I grew up on this which is crazy because it's only been around five years but like internet time is like multiplied like dog years that so. I, how I mean it's also like with music stuff I mean you've put that in the back burner for a really long time like is that something that 
you still kind of dabble in once in yeah. a while or you know because i'm, I, I'm I know sitting you, on some songs yeah, yeah, like, yeah. uh and, and you know i'll probably put out because your fans are still there yeah <laughs> you know i mean like they'll still constantly ask or yeah. like comment like i still i still like will post something they'll be like when are you putting another album out or like yeah. on an interview video it'll be like yeah but when's your next album coming how out does that does that feel weird yeah, like it's, an, it's it's weird is I it mean, annoying or how does it feel flattering but it, d- it certainly doesn't help my process like right uh I don't ever like feeling pressured and just as a, as a kind of weird creative, I don't, people mistake me for like a bro jock dude and I don't look like the typical artist or creative, but like in my brain, it's, it is a mumbo jumbo of creativeness and, and all of it, um, comes out in different ways. And so I get the same gratification from having a good conversation with somebody as I do of writing a good song or, um, like learning how to cook something well or Mm. training my dog or whatever, like all of these things all satisfy the same part of my brain. And so even though the output may not, might not be what the following that I accidentally garnered, um, wants from me, right. I can't let them deem, um, what my happiness is going to oh, be yeah, right yeah. so so like art in itself is selfish right because uh not only does it satisfy your creativity but it also um, gives you the validation that you're seeking at that moment right and so you know right now i'm just not it, that's not the art that's talking to me right might it in the future yes it might i i find it like to me whenever I have an opportunity to take a break from rap or do yeah. other things, I find it so liberating because yeah. it's been, I've been in this like artist prison of yeah. just doing that. Right. And being well, and known a, for that. That's and it's right. like, it's like, it's stressful. It's like a self torture sometimes. There you go. You know what I mean? That, there you go. It's stressful. And sometimes rap isn't fun. It's sometimes, not. sometimes the competitiveness of it is not fun. Sometimes um, the relevancy, the, relevant, the, the things yeah, you care the, the about, stuff, the clout stuff, the the stupid things like uh, how many friends have I lost or have you lost because of rap shit? Like right. stupid shit. Right. Like the I have plenty of, of it yeah, the business yeah. of it. I have plenty of like people that I consider best friends that like I don't talk to anymore. Why? Because of rap, like that—that's yeah. it. It just Hip-hop because saved our lives, but also destroyed. It, it. also ruined it. That's it. No, but um, yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, yeah, yeah, the stress and and the like, not fun and and the pressure that I put on myself. Like, I really feel like the last record that I put out, it for me is peak. You know what I mean? It's like the be- it's probably the best record I could possibly put out. So I, I constantly struggle with that of like, okay, it needs to be that good again, right. or why do it? You know what I mean? Like right. if it's not as good as y- you can make it, then are, you're cheating your following and you're cheating yourself, you know? Right, right. Um, so I really put my all in that last record. I think that, I know that um, in internet years, it feels like forever that I put it out four years ago, but at the same time, like it needs a while for me to like, I have to hate it before I can put out something new. Have, have you thought of, I mean, you know, what you do s- similar to in uh, curating your, you know, the podcast and yeah. the acts on your podcast yeah. is like, have you thought about like actually A and Ring? You know what I mean? Like I, getting oh yeah, into of course. The, and getting into the music Here's industry the of that. Like, I think everybody thinks about A and Ring, right? And I, I'm sure like you said, oh yeah, I want to be an A and R. I don't want to be an A and R. Okay, so I don't, I don't want to be in the business of music. Yeah, for a while I thought that that was what I wanted to do, and and then talking to more A and Rs, I yeah. learned that it's like a really hard, tra- it's a really hard trade, and it's right. a, and it's a lot more about politics than it is about music, and it's not as high paying as you would think, right. and you have to put in the ten years of work, right, a, lot before, of, a lot of risks, you know, like years of yeah. yeah. You know, somebody that we came up with that we've known a long time, Tunji, he's one of the biggest A&Rs course, in the business yep. now. He's, he's like one of the most successful dudes in the business. That said, he started A&Ring when he was like in his early 20s. Yeah. So it's great to see him now 
as like the man, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what we weren't there to see For sure. the grinding that he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And that that grinding part, that's the part you gotta start when you're a young man. Because right. when you're I'm thirty seven, you don't got that kind of fucking tolerance, right? And I've already had a taste of that like I'm getting that like taste of the good life success where it's like I don't want to go back and get somebody's coffee for right, a while. Right, right. You know well, what I'm I mean, that's true. I guess that element of maybe Tunji starting really early was a big factor because when you're older, like you don't want to be like punked around by yeah. Young ass, like, and the fact of the matter is, like, brats, yeah, sure, you know? sure, I know what good music sounds like, but so does everybody. My girl is a better yeah. has a better ear than I do. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. But nobody knows her name as a curator in A and R. But like, she helps me with my curation in A and R. And so, and so, you know. I think that's one of those jobs that everyone wants to get into. Just like everybody says like, Oh, I want to be a music director on a TV show. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm sure that I'm like highly qualified for that in the ear, but I don't know the business part of it. I, mean, I don't it, know the if, paperwork part. If you saw an amazing young, talented kid doesn't have a manager, whatever, would you consider managing? I him? think about that all the time too. And, uh, I'm self-aware enough to where like, I, I toy with it and I go, ooh, I, I should manage somebody. You know, I, I was, Brian was trying to get me to manage Breezy back in the right, day. Right, 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 And I was like, yeah, this is- Breezy, this is, man, meaning Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack. And so, yeah, we brought him in. I was going to manage him for like a week. I was like, yeah, I'm about this, I'm about this. And then I went, I don't think I'm ready for this. And I don't think he's ready for me yet. And like, it's not going to work. And so- uh I wouldn't have been able to take him where he got, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, and right. so, and, and so that's the thing is like, I always look at, uh, managers, right? People that want to become managers. You got to ruin like two people's careers before you <laughs> take one person to promised land. Right, right. Right. I don't think I have it in me to ruin two people's careers. You know what I mean? And do it wrong to learn for myself. Yeah. Right. I've seen so many people that get fucked over by bad management and I'm self-aware enough to be like, do I really want to like fuck somebody over on accident while I'm trying my best for them and like fuck and like put their life back. And that being a manager is, is it's hard. Very hard. Job. And it's the biggest gamble because you're doing all this work in hopes that this 10% becomes something. But I, I mean, I know I'm just experiencing, you know, me when I, you know, had different managers and yeah. the brat I was. Yeah. You know, thinking about that, I'm oh, like. Oh, homie, I, I helped in managing you for like a year <laughs> and it was fucking impossible. You know it what was, I mean? Like, I, it, it was, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's as I'm older now, I think back on those moments, you know, whether the, the managers I had, the current manager I have yeah. now, and it's like, you know, when, when I want certain things to be a certain way or I'm frustrated, and it's so funny, I'll get frustrated for them caring about me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'll be like, dude, chill, chill. Right, right. And then I'll like put it in my group chat with other homies, like, bro, like, and they're like these you're motherfuckers being a are like fucking, they're annoying the shit out of me doing this, <laughs> and then the homies like, isn't that literally their job? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I feel like shit. Yeah, like, right, I'm like, right. right. But yeah, there's no excuse for it. It's yeah. Well, and, and the other thing about finding the act that you believe in, right? Like, I, I, this is, I guess my own self doubt, but I don't know if I have the eye to spot that raw talent, you know, that managers do because the talent that I'm good at spotting is like when somebody's already been getting groomed for a couple of years. Right? right. So they've already had that management. They're already like in the studio. They're like getting their shit together. Like a lot of times I'll hear some shit on SoundCloud that that might be the next big thing, but I don't get it yet because it's not polished enough for me to understand because I, I like stuff that's like a finished product. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I have what it takes to like groom somebody to be the finished product. And that's I don't know if that's just my own self-doubt or not. So, it's it's so interesting because like listening to songs now, like, there you know, there's the 
element of like the mix right yeah. with, with hip-hop now and it doesn't matter anymore. it doesn't matter yeah. anymore and it's like you know back in the day we just wouldn't want it as clean as possible yeah right? i'd like, be so anal like putting right. songs out like oh i don't want the demos to get out i mean how do you feel about like the certain mixes do you like fuck with that shit too i don't really care like yeah, yeah i i think that um with mixing and mastering and stuff it's like whatever I it get is it. subjective it's, i guess it is. yeah it i is. guess you know honestly i kind of kind of thought about that more in the recent years honestly when, yeah. when I started hearing these like muffled mixes and you know interesting things well, and distortion the, and think about the underground music you fell in love with right like was it well mixed and mastered when I was burning CDRs I mean, of yeah. fucking living legends and atmosphere and right. shit and ASAP rock like that or shit or like old like outside of songs and you know <laughs> outside that, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly that like, shit was not mixed no, well at all but yeah. like the old all the old ruckus shit like right. it didn't sound good like it, it sounded raw I don't even and remember when, it though like that it didn't sound good cause you didn't cause yeah. We, you weren't thinking about right, it right, then. Right, you don't right. think about the inside baseball shit until you're inside baseball, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so when I hear some, like, raw underground shit that's not mixed match well, I can still take away the, like, talent from it. And then a lot of times, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but I always like finding shit early. I, I just like finding shit before other people know about it. And then when other people start to know about it and it does get more polished, I'm like, oh, it lost some of its intangible appeal. Like, it right. lost some of that soul, you know? Right, right. Like, by the time a uh, second or third album comes out, I'm just not interested in a rapper at all because I'm like, their first shit was so much better. You right, know? right, right. So I don't know what that is. It's a weird tick that I have. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just, a, you're a rap fan. Like, I mean, that's the, that's the, what we like. We yeah, like the discovering shit yeah, yeah that's right shit. that's I mean, right i've only ever heard one full snoop dogg album because the debut album was so fucking good i've never i was like i don't want snoop to be ruined by ever listening to a bad record <laughs> is that really true i've like, only ever heard doggy style i've never listened to any oh of his other full albums. i know the singles never listened to it but did album. you make an effort to be like i don't want this shit to be ruined for me and <laughs> kind i'm not of, gonna listen to it yeah kind of because that that was a record that changed my life as a 13 year old like it changed my fucking life and I loved it so much that by the time he's put out his second album or, or it might have even been his third when he like went to No Limit I was just like I can't let this like half ass these half ass projects ruin how much I love doggy style right, right. And, and that like rubbed off to me nowadays where I'm still like you know I've like I find like listening to Chance's um, acid rap like yeah. and then being let down by his next couple albums right, or right, next right, album right. I'm like you know that's still a phenomenon where the more popular the, that you get the farther you, you get mean, away from where you were but a lot of those artists are you know the classic one album they make is they're, they're the type of artists like they've created the whole career off of that one classic yeah, album. Yeah, you're either a Nas or a Jay-Z. You make your best thing when you're 18 or you keep making better things as you get it older. It is pretty you know? wild just to think of any artist, right? You make an al a classic album and yeah. that's your whole fucking like trajectory for and the next everybody's 20 years. everybody's chasing the dragon trying to get you right. back to that album. Everybody's he, going even, like... Even Chance, that, that that's actually a good person you brought up yeah. because it's like... Really, that's his main shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's had like other projects, and I'm sure they've done numbers. And oh, shit. they're huge, yeah, yeah. But like, acid rap is really the like that's it's the like one. his classic album. That's, yeah, yeah. It, when you hear it, you don't realize that you're in the midst of hearing a classic album. You think you're just hearing this like great potential, right? You know. And and um, and then you look back at it and you realize like, oh wait, no, this is the classic. This right. is like this is. Would you the say potential. that with Rocky and his mixtape? Uh, yeah, I mean, lo long live ASAP, yeah, yeah, the yeah. first one. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I still think he's um, improving as an artist. Right. I look at him as like, you know, R.I.P. Mac Miller. He's kind of like an, a Mac Miller type where like he he's really curious about music. Right. And I think 
I don't know the dude, but I, I'm saying like from his outward persona, it looks like he's continually trying to learn more about music and right, more right, about right. rap and get better at Very his craft. Experimental. Yeah, experimental. Yeah. And so I, I respect that. But having to like show your experimentations in public, that's that sucks because like sometimes experiments go awry. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. So like, um, like with Mac, he had his big pop smash right at the beginning of his career and then we had to we he was unfortunately in a position where the public had to watch him experiment and right. grow and some of those experimentations are great and other ones were not so great but that said you could always see the passion of the music in it so right. you always got to respect that same with same with asap like some of his shit's been better than others but i appreciate the passion that he shows for rap music and the craft you know what I'm you've saying? always been very picky like with your art right like to, yeah. before you get into that the final stage of sharing it yeah yeah, like, I Definitely. mean, I, I, like, with me, I'm a little bit more loose about it. Like, I'm yeah. willing to just kind of, you know, share it and stuff. But I remember, like, you like you would want things. I mean, the same way you do with your podcast and yeah. everything. It's, like, very packaged. You, you want to make sure it's packaged well. Right. I mean, I remember, so, <coughs> sorry, I remember uh, you saying this to me at one point. You're like, yo, your photos are almost, like, too good for their own good because everybody thinks you're signed. Like, you you look like you're on. <laughs> I'm Did like, I say that? Yeah, you told me, like, you're like, what, what's up with, like, how, how good the photos are of you and, like, this and the packaging and stuff. Like, it, it, people think that you're signed. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I, I just am good at photography. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I have yeah. a good eye for that shit. And so, yeah, go, going to art school, it was one of those things where I just look at the grand scope of the project beforehand. So, like, as soon as I'm, like, three songs into a project, I go, ooh, now I know what what the theme of this is and now I know what I want the art to look like and then I gotta do all that shit to get it all right because I don't want it to come out half ass and I, you know Serengeti yeah yeah so I was talking to Getty we, we chat about boxing and shit that's the that's like the my low key just homie that touches in once yeah, a while yeah. and it's on some weird relationship shit anyway um, he was like he puts out shit all the time. Like he always right. has something new. Every time I talk to him, I'm like, Oh, what are you up to? He's like, Oh, I put out like three new lathes and, <laughs> and I uh, got a four collab albums. I'm working on. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, like so much work. And he's like, yeah, the grass is always greener though, because he's always like, you know, I wish that I knew how to make an album, an event like you do. Like mm -mm. that's the thing is like, yeah, I'm so sparse with it on accident, really just cause I don't write that much. I don't have that many raps left inside of me that, when I do make a project, I have to make sure that the marketing is on point for it to seem like an event so that people think like, oh, I should listen to this because right, right. The, I, there ain't going to be that much more of it. I mean, there's all the, all the different types of artists, you know, yeah. there's artists that make rap songs and it's not really necessarily like they're, they want everybody to hear it either. Right. They just have to get the raps out or yeah, something. Yeah. I trip out on cats like that, like who's like... I can't hold these raps in. <laughs> they, yeah. gotta make, they make like three fucking albums. Like Mike has, like Open Mike has raps for days. So many. And I'm like, I mean, I, honestly, Open Mike are like freestyle as good as I can write a record right, right, too. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like if we're, if worse came to worse and he needed to put an album out in a week, he could freestyle and it would still be fucking better than a lot of shit that comes out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and that's, I look up to that. Like that's amazing. Unfortunately, that's not where I'm at with it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So I mean, I'm, I definitely get really stressed out with everything else and past the rap part. Yeah. Like making a song. Yeah. Like everything else with the video, the, the single videos. art. Oh, dude, it's the most stressful part of it yeah. for me, honestly. Like after I make a record, I know when I'm prepared for like when I'm when I know I have to make a music video, I prepare myself. Like I like breathe. I'm like, oh, here we go. Like right. it's like it's cause it, you know how stressful it is. Yeah. And and it's boring too though. Like yeah. beyond being stressful, like yeah as an independent artist you kinda have to um 
put your trust in people to organize it and do it in a way that represents you. But at the same time, uh, a lot of times we're trying to like pull strings yeah. and uh, trade in favors well, yeah, and all me, this let stuff. Me, yeah, let me ahead. fix Please. myself. I'm saying, uh, yeah, it's more stressful when you don't have money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's, more stress, yeah. that's it. That's if it. If you have money, then it's, it's not as stressful. And but so, it's like I'm showing up to the music video shoot yeah. with the props I need. Like I'm right. holding exactly. the props, you know, it's yeah. like. And, and and it's hard for me too because I'm like photography is in my background and a lot of times videographers they're not as great at lighting as I might right, be and so right. I have to like really fight Damn. off my instinct to be like can I please take over on the lighting because like this looks like shit like right. because they're already helping me out and doing me a favor so I have to be like lead with yes you know like, right. like you gotta lead with yes and, and at the same time I, I've done some stuff in videos where I look back and I go I wish I wouldn't have done that and I tried to push back against it right. but like people weren't trying to hear it you know what i'm saying and so um yeah I, it's it's a, it's yeah it's very stressful and it's boring like being on set is fucking boring <laughs> as shit you know what i mean you're sitting around most of the day what i mean what uh you know i mean you've gone through this whole stage of like obviously you're, you're still in the music industry just different roles and yeah shit. i just found a different route that worked for me well, you know? well, I mean, and where i stumbled do you, on it what do you see yourself doing something different in, in the next 10 years like man I'm, I'm so bad at making five-year plans like yeah. this was a this school can thing was like a year-long contract and i'm like uh, um still hoping that it gets renewed it looks like it might and uh and beyond that I, i'm like fuck i have no idea so I, i'm did they find you through kind of neat yeah, well, they found me just because I've been shooting just, with uh, through photography. Yeah, so yeah. we've been shooting for Skull Candy for many years, and I just knew the people in there. And then, yeah, when when they were looking to expand their music program, they're like, "Oh, we know this guy who does this thing." And initially, they were gonna just have me consult mm -hmm. and maybe produce. And then I was like, man, I already produced my own podcast. That's just a full-time job and I do it for free. So I don't want to do it unless it's like a full-time type salary, right, right, right. you know? And they were like, well, oh, if you don't want to produce, how about you host? And I said, all right, man, that's fantastic. Let me host. And um, and yeah, it, it's been good. So that said, do what do I see myself doing? I have no fucking idea. Like, I, I always fly by the seat of my pants and that's part of like the problem with my artsy brain is like, uh, I can't. I can't do the same thing for too long because I go nuts and I'm sure you're like that too and that's why you act and do comedy right, and right, right. write raps and do podcasts because like like I said you gotta satisfy but that's a, that's, shit. that is I mean yeah I guess if somebody asked me the same thing I wouldn't really know it's just I like no I, idea. I'm navigating through it but yeah I mean I'm dude I'm happy for you though because I, I definitely know like after uh, like knock steady and everything like you were going through like rough times you know kind with, of I, I mean I was I was just upset uh, I, I don't think that I was going through as rough times as, pe as people think like I, I, le I lead a privileged life and I recognize that and I've been lucky in that I have um, friends that are successful who can hire me when they need me and and um yeah, I mean, dude, I, I can't sit here and complain. I'm a fucking white guy in America. Like, we, we <laughs> land on our feet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, so, so after after the Knox City shit, I didn't go through like super rough times. I just had to like start hustling again. Harder. Right, right, right. Uh, and and um, I the, mean, you, the jumped, you jumped into right into like you know creating your own shit. Kind yeah, of neat. Like, I just that wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that year was very formative for me. I learned all this other stuff that I could do because. Yeah, my whole 20s, I wanted to be a rapper. That was the thing. Like, I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to make music and tour and have fans and da-da-da-da-da. And then I got to, like, 29, 30, and I realized, like, oh, that's not happening. It's, it's like, not working out for me the way that I thought it would. So I got to figure out how to, like, use all the weird skills that I've picked up to do other shit. And, and so far, it's led me in the right direction. And a lot of that has just been hard work that I've done on my own behind the scenes because... 
kind of neat. I d- I've done pretty much for free for five years. It has right. its ups and downs because YouTube. So it was always in the black, but it was never like paying my rent. Right. Similarly, music was always for free. I, I was always in the black, but it never paid my rent. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. It was just like supplementary income while I worked in the background. But nobody's tweeting or fucking Instagramming about the their job. You right, know what right, right, But right. I always had jobs. You know what I'm saying? I, I find it so like interesting when, you know, we were kids rapping and doing our thing and I remember seeing like just it was and then at cer- at a certain point, like seeing the first time and realizing, oh shit, like there's like adult rappers, right? And then yeah. you sm- like there was like even that documentary, yeah, the adult rappers, adult documentary. rapper documentary, yeah. and it's something I I never really thought of yeah. before I saw it. I was yeah. like, when they put it like that, it's just it kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, okay, these are like. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's weird to hear those two words together a little it's bit. It's a grind, you know? and it's and it's and that's the thing is like, man, my whole reason I wanted to be a rapper, or that I wanted to be a photographer, or that I wanted to be a podcast host, because I don't want a real job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've never wanted a real job, and those don't feel like jobs, but. After I put on my last record, I'll be honest, like rap did start to feel like a job because I realized, okay, no, I've never been able to find a, a a manager that really believes in me as an artist. So I had to manage myself, never found a booking agent that believed in me as an artist. So I had to book my own shows and trying to convince big venues like, yo, trust me, this will sell out. They're like. Who the fuck are you? You don't have right. any of these stats on these. So social did, that, media, did you know? that feel like you kind of didn't want to do it anymore because of that? It's as well? so much work, dog. Yeah. Like, I, I I didn't have anybody to. I didn't have like any art directors, so I had to like get people right. to make my t-shirts and then pay for the t-shirts. I didn't have any funding, so I had. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do all this. Oh yeah, shit. I'm I'm very independent still. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it is stressful as fuck. Well, and then I, and then yeah, once you have all that stuff, then you got to go to the post office every day and send right. people shit. Like, bro. It is a lot of work. It is. It is. And I don't know if I'm cut out for that work. I know some of our friends are. I, I just don't know if I was. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, um, I think it's it's also yeah. It, the, it became not fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's more about it's a lot of work and it, very little return. Yeah. Very little you return. Know? Yeah. Well, and then and that's the thing is like. Cause then all, all of the money that I make gets split with Mark. Cause he does on the music end half of half of that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not the person to be like, well, I'm out here doing all this, this and that and the other and going to the post office area. So I get more of a cut. Like that's just not how I work. I'm like, yo, you do have the music, you have the profits. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so then it's like, uh, even even less of a payoff, you know what I'm saying? So it just became, it just became a lot of work. It, it is a lot of work. I mean, this is like a good, I think, portion for any up and coming young rapper yeah. to listen to. Really, it takes a different kind, man. It takes a different kind of human to do that shit. So. I- yeah. Unless you have the million dollar spit and then you get a team behind you. Right. I didn't have that. I had I had maybe a hundred thousand dollar spit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I had I had the I had the spit that will gain me enough uh followers to where like sometimes I get recognized in Vaughn's, but it's not like I, I, it's not MTV spit, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean it's a lot of work and when we're young, like it's fun, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's like if you do that every record every year. Woo. It's just like I think by the tenth year you're gonna feel a certain way about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, oh, because that's the other thing is like I'm very tunnel visioned. Uh, I'm a very tunnel vision person. I have to handle one chore at a time, and I have to handle one responsibility at a time. And I make a checklist every day so that okay, man, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. And if I start trying to do multiple ones at the same time, none of it gets done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with the record shit, right? Like let's let's talk about people that like can put out a record a year, right? While they're Shipping stuff every day, getting the CD cover um, ready, um, getting the mixing and mastering finalized, working on booking a tour, this, that, all that shit, yeah. right? Making the t-shirts, all that shit. 
they're the type that can also juggle and listen to beats and make a new album during that year. Like, oh, you know what? I have free time in the shower. I'm going to write a rap. Oh, I'm driving here. I'm going to write a rap. I'm somebody where it's like, I got to have nothing else on my plate before I can feel like, man, I'm really bored. I should write a rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, for I sure. can't juggle it like that. And just, to, like and just to clarify to people, we're not yeah. over here like complaining about, you know, being no. able to do that. We're talking, we're people who've been like in this for a long yeah. time and also seen very little yeah. return. And you know, this is just on some ground shit. You get to a certain age and stuff and you do want to see a bigger return. Jeez. You want to grow. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> let me tell you something. I, I, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 20 at this point, right? And when I was 20, I used to say shit like, I do it for the love. I used to say <laughs> shit like, you know, the pay the payoff is the rap. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't care about money. The truth is, when you get to be a certain point and you don't have shit, I didn't have a fucking savings account really until like two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> when you go that long and you don't have shit, like... It becomes tiresome. Like when you can't afford to buy the good bread at the grocery store, you have to buy the fucking 99 cent like Vaughn's right. brand. The, your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches don't taste as good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. When, and then when you can, when you get a taste of like, oh, I can do this and like actually make real money and like not worry about rent, then like it's hard to go back to wanting to. I'll drop everything so that For I can sure. make this record that is going to pay me a quarter. Of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just and, the reality. And, of it. and that fear of like you leaving your youth or rap side becomes less scary right. because you're like, this is this I life know. is good too. Man, you know? people tell me people be like, oh, where have you been? And I'm like, damn, I've been enjoying life. Right. Where the fuck have you been? You know? I, 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 and I'll tell you, it's something that I've. I've gone through and I, you know, I think I recently went through, you know, kind of that fear of like thinking like, oh shit, like what if I didn't rap? Right. What if like, who would I be? You know? I feel that too. Yeah. It's, it's a fear, you know? It's like this. I mean, this is kind of analogous to what you're talking about, man. Like every day or every evening, right. When the sun is setting, I take my dog to this park down the street from my house. We walk there and then he plays with a shitload of other dogs. We got this nice little community going and maybe about 30 dogs, you know, people come out with their kids and shit. It's nice. Talk to people. I'm meeting new friends there. Yeah. And when I tell them, when I tell them, these normal people, they're like, what do you do? And I said, well, I have this podcast. Well, you have a podcast? You get paid? Why? How? Well, I used to rap. They look at me like I'm a fucking alien. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the only people that thinks it's normal that we're rappers is the people that know us as rappers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's some weird shit. Yeah. And so I understand that you identify as a rapper. And for a long time, I felt like that was the thing that defined me too. But I always was the type to kind of rebel against getting defined by yeah. other people. Like, when people tell me shit on Twitter, like, Stick to music. Don't talk about politics. I say, fuck you. You don't know me. I'm a, I'm a, not a three dimensional. I'm a four dimensional human. There's yeah. all kinds of aspects of me. So that has made it easier for me to kind of like be like, I'm not just a rapper. I'm not just a podcaster. I'm not just a photographer. I'm all of those I, things. I at think once. that's what, but I do think it's that's why it's important to just keep educating yourself so you have confidence in yourself to yeah. be anything you want to be. And then I'm not talking about like, the more you know. No, I'm not talking about like, you know, just, I'm talking about like past that pers- what you think you are like a rapper or yeah. a podcast or whatever you right. know what I mean like you, you have can- to have that I think that people that get caught up in in the definitions that other people have for them are probably so unhappy and miserable. You know what I mean? Like I, I always I always think about like a couple years ago before Frank Ocean put out um, uh, Blonde. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like on his fucking nuts, like just bugging the shit out of him. Like you owe us this. When's the record coming out? You said it was coming out. Where is it? Where is it? And, and you know, 
uh, people like Fader and Pitchfork started running articles like, does Frank Ocean owe us? And, I, and I'm like, or like, what does Frank right, Ocean right, owe right. his fans? It's like, man, he doesn't fucking owe you shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Frank Ocean is an artist like anybody else. Like, leave that motherfucker right. alone. Let him do his shit. He's a human. You right. know what I mean? Like, artists are humans. You're not just a rapper. You're a human being. You have other facets to your I'm life. You know, <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this talk with a lot of young artists, right? Yeah. Because another thing that you have that I have that we all have is that imposter syndrome of like, am I really an artist? Particularly people that like you and I are not, we're, we're people that grew up around black folks and grew up loving music, loving rap music. But like, you don't, you don't look like the typical rapper as of 10 years ago. You know what I mean? People go, oh, what? Right. You're rap? You're an Asian guy. You rap? Oh, you, you, uh, like 10 years ago. Oh, you're white. You rap? Right, like, right, what right, the right. fuck? So I forget where I was going with this. Maybe we'll have to edit this part out. <laughs> yeah. But my, oh, so my point is, is like, we're already, fuck, no, nah, I totally lost my point. <laughs> Shit. Just edit that whole part out. It was all, it was already problematic. I love the edge of my seat. Like, let's get there. <laughs> it was already problematic yeah. as is. But no, uh. Uh, fuck! What I was gonna make a, such a great point and I totally lost it. I, I you know, it's funny. I, yeah. I, I had something like ready to rebuttal that, and yeah. I lost it too. Yeah. I just like, yeah, God damn it, yeah. Oh man, I lost it. My bad. I, I do mean, that but, sometimes. But to be honest, like, yeah, it's weird. Because Edit that part out. Yeah, even with Frank Ocean, like, you know, leaving like two, three years between albums or whatever. It's like, dude, artists do that. You know what I mean? That I was the norm. That. Yeah, that was the norm for many years. I'm not trying to sound like old man yells at cloud, but. Uh, but like real shit uh, growing up you know back when my only source of news uh, in music was reading Rolling Stone magazine because yeah. the internet wasn't really that big of a thing yet uh, you know you would be stoked if you saw your favorite artist in Rolling Stone once a year right. you know what I'm saying or like if you or heard like there was a new magazine song. And yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying yeah uh, and so now it's like for everyone to expect. That's why everybody starts a podcast because everybody right. expects like, okay, content is king. You got to put content podcast out. Content is content. where it's, it's where wash rappers retire. Yo, real <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was talking to my mom on the way over here. She said, "Where are you going?" I said, "Oh, I'm going to do a podcast with Jonathan." She goes, "Dumbfounded." <laughs> I said, "Yes, mom, dumbfounded." And he's she like, goes, he's, "He's finally come to the." <laughs> no, she goes, "Why?" She goes, "Why is he doing your podcast?" I said, "No, I'm doing his podcast." She goes, "He has a podcast. Why does he have a podcast?" And I said, Mom, you everyone has a podcast because it's the easiest way to like put out content every right, week right, and right. remain relevant when you're not actually doing shit. Right, that, right, that's what right, it is. Right, like, right. It's, it that's is why I started kind of neat. It's so funny because yeah. when I tell I would, this, this is going back to backtracking to the conversation yeah. about telling people you're a rapper. Oh yeah. Every time I tell somebody I'm a rapper that I don't you know know yeah. and I meet for the first time, yeah. I just hear like an imaginary like. Psh- from them, like you yeah, know I mean? exactly, like, exactly. I, I just hear and that. That probably tied in with the point I was trying to make, but it was. It's like yeah, telling people that are like normal, yeah. normal humans that like, oh, what do you do? Oh, well, believe it or not, I used to rap. They look at you like, what the fuck? Like, right, right, right. What? And so yeah, it's but not. I think it's that, not you know, a normal thing. You know what it is? Is yeah. because I, I say this a lot. It's like when you. The the idea of being a rapper comes with like you're on a yacht popping champagne and shit. No one knows like people only think about the working class rapper a lot of times. Right? Yeah, and, and that's always I mean? that's always like struck me as so annoying because like um yeah, like when you see rap represented in in movies and shit, it's always so false. You know, it's like, too much. I remember watching yeah. Hustle and Flow and, and like watching him hop in the booth for the first time and like a hit song coming out. I said, like, yeah. this mother, I'm like, this ain't how this shit works. Like, like you've never been in a booth for a whole fucking day. Well, like, everybody has a dollar sign chain on. Yeah, it's like, know, it's so goofy. It's like, yeah, it's always goofy. And so, yeah, there, there's a lot of people that's a, that are working class rappers and, and yeah, the, 
most of society doesn't understand that you know there's a lot of it's the same thing as like punk rock you know like people don't realize there's still like a punk rock scene if you're if you're in the like normal world like i don't know fucking normies do you you still stay up on like like new rap every day some shit drops or what i try i'm like a little lazier with it now and honestly i'm you know, I'm starting to see my age gap start to pick up. You know, yeah. there was a scientific study. I, I can't, I'm not going to cite sources, but I read that age 33 is the year where you start to regress musically. And that's when you start leaning more mm-hmm. on the stuff that you listen to in high school. And you, your your view on music becomes kind of more myopic, you know, and you concentrate on, on, on the stuff you like already. And you start saying the new stuff sounds like trash, right? Yeah, I'm four and, months away from 33. Right. And so I'm 37. I've tried to be, I, so I've been fighting that off for four years and, yeah. I, and and i'm still not the type to be like this is trash this is garbage yeah i always try to contextualize shit and i just say like this i I'd either like i love it or like this is not for me because i don't get it right and so right. some of the shit that like my nephews like i'm like i don't get it you know yeah, yeah. um but i've had a pretty easy time like enjoying new rap music more than people my age and and honestly like i really hate talking to like backpacker kids or like just backpackers in general that are like this new music is trash am i right because then i'm like well let me tell you actually uh, when you look at the sociological context of this music (laughs) it's actually fucking the new blues and it's really beautiful and in 20 years when white people appropriate it you'll think this was classic hip-hop like that's the cycle of it you know so i don't know i I love new new rap i don't stay up on it as much as i should but i still yeah i manage every year to find new artists i I, really love i am glad that like both of us and just you know certain friends are like grew up to be open-minded about like new shit you know because I, mean? I wasn't at a certain point. Yeah. I made all those mistakes when I was younger. And when I was a young backpacker, I used to be like, fuck that jiggy shit. I like, was too. I don't oh, listen yeah. to like, oh, I don't listen to mainstream. Right, like, right. I missed out on a lot of great rap from like 2002 to 2009 yeah. because not only was I so far with my head up my own ass trying to make my own music, but then I was also on my, I'm... <clears throat> I'm like going back and doing the knowledge with like old school rap and alternative rap to where like the stuff on the radio now is trash. It's nothing compared to EPMD. You know what I mean? Like, uh, which is what, that's what like white people do. Right. Like, so when you look at, (laughs) sorry, I'm going to go into a lesson here, but (laughs) like, yeah, when you look at, when you look at the plight of like, uh, popular Western music, right. It all starts off in the black community and then white hipsters latch onto it. And then the white mainstream lashes onto it. And then white artists start to appropriate it. And then you get Elvis Presley, who's like the greatest rock and roller of all time. Right. In the the mainstream media or the mainstream world. When realistically he just stole all that shit from fucking blues musician and black musicians of the past. Right. And I, and I've been watching that happen with rap as well mm-hmm. like and i and that's why i'm always like fighting about um you know that new rap music is still great and is still creative and is still um as relevant to to um just the social dichotomy as it was 20 years ago right. because i don't want to watch rap get elvis presley i don't want eminem to be the only rapper that people remember when, right, they, right, when they talk right. about the annals of rap it, music. it is incredible to see like a billboard chart and seeing like the top 10 and in, in the rap charts and being like there's seven white rappers. Seven white, yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's it's insane. That, like, like being a being a white rapper um, that's like um, 
unabashedly appropriating modern music is like a cheat sheet to get to the number ones or to mm-hmm. the number one billboards. You know what I'm saying? Like Post Malone doing auto tune shit. That's a cheat sheet to fucking being a, a hit, a hit record maker. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a country artist who said like, Oh, uh, you know, he has his team behind him. That's probably said like, well, the algorithm says if you, if you braid your hair and get some gold fronts and some face tattoos, you're going to be a fucking, you're going to have some hit records. That motherfucker's going to be kid rock in 20 years. He's going to be a, he's going to be a right wing so? rootin' tootin'. You think so? I, I I'm not one to make wagers, but I but I think I feel like it, it's plausible because that that is this, he, he, he this is what Kid Rock was. Well, yeah, years I ago. mean that's <laughs> so it was a weird way to, to kill segue. a convo. It was a weird place to yeah, segue from. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, what what other pro, what projects you got or anything anything in the works that's besides your podcast? Um, no, what do I have in the pro, in the pipelines? Nothing, dog. Like I, I'm I live. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was just like I'm not trying to plug it. I'm not here to plug it. Anything yeah, other yeah, than yeah. like, yo, if you like hearing me talk, go to Skull Candy's YouTube. There's a bunch of videos of me doing this with artists from uh, Smino to Princess Nokia to snowboarders like Mark McMorris and basketball players like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, all kinds of people, you know. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, it look for kind of neat. Even if even if I'm not active on it, there are 150 videos to go back and look at. Yeah. You got one. There's plenty of people that we've talked about on the show that have one. Um, and then other than that, yeah, man, I'm just like living day by day. Uh, I have a fucking six month old puppy that takes up a lot of time. That's yeah, like having yeah. a child. Well, and you're I, trying to have a child eventually. Eventually, yeah. yeah, we're gonna work on kids next year. I'm getting married next year in June. Congrats, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm engaged to a beautiful woman who I love very much. And, um, yeah, man, I'm just trying to like cook and be happy. And yeah. that's what I got in the pipelines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And shrink your amygdala. Sh- I, my amygdala is damn near non-existent. I ain't scared of nothing. <laughs> like yeah. that's it. I'm like fucking, I'm like bone crusher. I, I do have a question though. Like I would kind of need, or yeah. just being a podcaster that interviews a lot of musicians and a lot of rappers. Are we gonna talk about themes of musicians? No, no. Oh. Is it, is it like, I mean, I mean, I would like to me, I would hate to interview rappers and that's my thing only. Yeah. Because knowing like a lot of rappers myself and being a rapper, okay. you know, yeah. is okay. that tough? Is it like sometimes like pulling teeth sometimes? No, actually I love, I love this cause I never get to talk about this. Right. Yeah. So rap media in general, it's very gossip based, right? It's all, everything's TMZ. You look at your Rosenbergs, your Ebros yeah. and your who, whatever other podcasts, all the big ones, you know what I mean? But in, they're all, I, and I, and I love all of those. But they're all like, okay, what happened in the drama world of rap today? Right, right. And what is the reality behind it, right? Yeah. And that's the way that we compartmentalize rap music is all the drama behind it. And that's part of why I said being a rapper is tiresome because one of the big things is like, even when you have friends that rap, it's the drama between each other that people actually want to hear about. Oh, right. so-and-so and so-and-so don't like each other yeah. anymore? Why not? Exactly. Right? So- I have taken a very conscious stance to not partake in that part of the rap media. And I always looked at, I'm so, I'm such a spitty person. I'm like getting holy water all over your table. Um, Spits, I've, spits on the room. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out here spitting, bro. I'm still spitting. Uh, so I've always looked at uh, what I wanted to do with my podcast as like be the antithesis of that and mm. not be gossipy yeah. and like not do a bunch of research about like, oh, oh yeah, so yeah. at one point you had beef with this. Like, let's talk about it. Like, nah, my shit is like, I've always wanted to be quite literally like what Marin is to comedians and actors. That's what I wanted to do with musicians, right? right? right. It's like, let me talk to you about the humanity of you. Right, right. Because people always just think you're a rapper. 
right. know, people always just think you're a singer. People well, that's, just what, like, that's what I try to do with this podcast too. I don't like going into necessarily too much of the career stuff. Right. Like I like when things derail and shit. Let and me tell I you, the, take mo- it there, the you most know? boring question, like what is like, oh, what are your musical influences? Oh, right, what's right. your creative process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. Nobody wants to talk about that. And nobody like, like for one, who's your influences sounds like a test of like, let me test your validity as a music listener. Yeah. And then what's your creative process? It's like that whole thing of, of, um, uh, of like, oh, let me explain my craft to you. So you think I'm a valid artist. Like, nah, nobody wants to talk about that shit. Like yeah. people, you'd be surprised how many people just like to talk about like, how their parents met or like, right, you know, right, like, right. uh, what sports they played, like the most boring shit. And I have a, I have a formula that I stick to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I have like my things that I like to talk to or talk about. And, and because of that, like when you get into it, people get open, you know right. what I mean? Because they're not used to being talked to as a human. They're not used, like people, artists get to a point where like when they're doing media, they're on guard. Mm-hmm. Because they're going like, I can't slip up and end up on World Star saying right. some foul shit. Right. Right. So like when you get them in a place and, and talk to them like the humans that they are, like you'll open up and you'll get more interesting anecdotes than than anything else. Not know? for sure. And I, I, yeah, I get like the podcasting thing. You know, I'm new to this space, but like it's Bitch, no, you're not. You've been you've been had podcasts. Not, this is not, like your fourth podcast. Not. I mean, not really. Like. I've you know been in interviews and stuff like that, but like being on the other end and just when we go into conversations about all types of shit, yeah. and I'm the type of person who shares like extra shit that I don't need to be sharing, right? You know what I mean? So that's been interesting for me because I do I have definitely had slip ups and shit, but like kind of well, that's the good thing about this you can edit it, yeah. But it's <laughs> like you know I don't know it's also getting older you kind of don't give a fuck anymore yeah, either you know yeah. why not like yeah. share this or whatever I'm not. Right at a certain point, you have to be like, <coughs> "I don't." This is not, kind of my life. Like, the, the, is it really gonna affect my livelihood right. if I if I talk about this? There's no like rap persona with me. It's just like that's me. it. Yeah, you I've know, always felt like, that way too. Yeah. Also, I remembered. Remember when I had the big brain fart? I remembered what I was trying what to get. Was at. It, what was it? It's about imposter syndrome. Yeah. So I was trying to say like, you know, you and I, we don't look like typical rappers, but also like, it, no rapper that is rapping. They feel that none of nobody feels when they're making art that like their art is that important unless you're like kind of nuts or like so, so like self-involved with it. You know what I mean? So like I think everybody that's an independent artist has that sort of imposter syndrome that you're always fighting against. And so I have a lot of conversations with younger artists about like, yo, I know you feel like. Um, perhaps you're just really smart and you just, because of your smarts, you taught yourself how to rap and you're not a real rapper. You're just like someone that educated themselves on it. But I'm like, nah, the reason that you're pursuing this is because you were an artist. So you have to like accept your artistry, you know what I'm saying? You have to accept your weirdness and your quirks and, and, and like, just know that like, you're not an imposter. Like people are looking at you as though you are valid. And so you need to accept that because it's easier to accept yourself that way. And it took me a long time to do that because I always felt like an imposter. That's what I was going to talk. And if you want, you just can edit that back into that part. No, that is the perfect way to end actually, young artist. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Intuition. All right, man. Thank you. Talking yeah, some gems. Awkward. Yeah, I amygdala. tried. The amygdala. The amygdala. Google. Tune in next week for another episode. Hee. Yeah,